stuff. We'll get connected first as we are. We're going to hit some music started. We're going to have social intercourse. We're going to do all kinds of fun stuff today. Jay Grant has a question. Good. Joe, speaking of talented guitar players, huh? Yeah. All right. One talented guitar player named Alvin Lee, who's not with us anymore, unfortunately, with those extremely prophetic lyrics from 30 years, 50 years ago, 50 years ago in the early 70s. Everywhere are freaks and harrys. Dykes and fairies. And fairies. Tell me where is sanity? Well, it sure as hell ain't in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, or any of the other places that are going to have this ridiculous stuff this weekend. Good morning, all y'all. Uh, Thursday edition. The date stamp is my dear mother's 95th birthday. March the 30th. I'm amazed. I'm sorry I can't be there. Um. Uh, partially my fault but uh regardless anyway i'll be there in spirit i'll speak with her later and all that stuff um i almost uh was gonna call her on skype and get all y'all to wish her happy birthday but i don't think we'll do that um i was saying right before we were we were chatting as is usual right for the program here this morning with the group the assembled group and uh how i don't think I don't know that we know how fortunate we are, especially the newer folks who are just uh, still starry-eyed and walking into this and starting to peel the peel the curtain back and get a good dose of reality. Uh, yesterday, uh, a couple of things, and I'm going to illustrate my comment. Um, hours were spent on this bill. We touched on it yesterday. It's S-686, which is taking the TikTok quote-unquote threat, and it is, I guess, in a number of instances, and reversing it and turning it around on everybody to give them complete control over all devices, computers, everything else. Now, in the discussion, and it, it, it is a horrendous bill. Uh, by the way, you know what it uses is enabling clause, Mark? Does straw, no, I do not. Does straw man know? He's shaking his head no. Okay. The Patriot Act. Oh, Oh my God. I'm so glad you brought that up. Okay. So what do we know that these other people don't know that are so irate? Well, several things, first of all. Uh, Those uh, man-made laws only apply to citizens of the United States and residents. First, pretty damn important. Um, secondly, all the hubbub about that yesterday that I watched for a couple of hours on several different, uh, both Alex and Owen, uh, did anybody pick up on this? I wonder if anybody picked up on this. We, we were, um, they mentioned it on the telegram group. So right. that's some questions we have all right. about. Well, all right. Okay. Well, let's, okay. Well, let's go back and look at it. I'm telling you this stuff's right in front of your face, folks. S-686, what is that? Hey, Roger, I just happened to put something on the Telegram group about it. Good. Well, I'm I'm asking a little more general sense. sense. What is S-686? 
So uh, the so it's the uh, um, Restrict Act. Um, it as you said, it's in response to uh, you know the Chinese doing the mean things that they're doing with TikTok. Um, but if you, I actually got the bill pulled up right in front of me here, and I'm going to go ahead and read to you like the very no, first no. sentence in the bill. I don't want to. I don't want to get. Authorize, I, I don't even want to get to the first sentence. I, I want to get to the heading. S-686. What is that? Restrict Act. Restrict no. Act. No, it's a Senate no, bill. Senate bill. It's still oh, it's got to be I'm introduced not. in the House, passed by the House, and signed by the President. According to this, Congress.gov, it, it's sitting in uh, Introduced. Okay, well, it hadn't been voted on yet. Okay. So, but my point is, it's just a Senate bill. Okay. So, my point is that people don't even know how laws are made. Could you get your mute off? Because I'm getting an echo out of it. So, absolutely. But thank you. Bills are either raised in the House or the Senate. You can go to the government printing office and get a little book called How Laws Are Made. A bill arises in the House or the Senate. If it both houses pass it, but the bills do not coincide totally, they go into what's called a conference committee with representatives of each, and they hammer those fine points out until they both agree on the same legislation. Then it goes to the president. Then it's put in the organic statutes at large because it's quote-unquote considered to be constitutional. I heard a guy, I was just uh, finishing up Owen's show right before we went on here, and a guy calls in and, um, and, and, and a whole discussion about this, you know, and uh, hell, I forgot what I was going to, anyway, people, we don't even know how these damn legislative bills are passed. It's obvious. Nobody brought up that point in hours of discussion. This is only a Senate bill. As you said, it's only been introduced. It hasn't been voted on yet. And they act as if the Senate passes it if it applies to everybody. Right. Our people don't even know how friggin' legislation is uh, is entered or moves. You want, but does you, you it want, matter, Roger? What doesn't matter? The legislature, Senate the president we are not in that system so it doesn't affect that's correct well it doesn't here's here's where it doesn't matter even if it does go to the house even if it is signed by whoever sitting up there even if it does it ends up in the administrative agencies they take the legislation and supposedly reinterpret it and put it out as a promulgated public policy regulation that only applies to the serfs because it's only for citizens of the United States and residents. Right, and that's where the U.S. citizens sit and try to fight all this legislature, which we don't have to do. But this is what the stress about it. Well, this is the head fake that they set up this whole political theater deal where if you're a citizen of the United States, you get a franchise. You don't get to vote. You have a franchise to vote. Why is that? Because under the 14th Amendment, you only get civil rights, and that's only one side. They don't give you the political rights, so they've got to go in and make it a franchise for you so you can participate to make a a difference, to think that this is going to make a difference to you. 
Okay. Whatever legislation is passed always gets out to the administrative agencies. They're the ones that are the muscle here. And then the second point I wanted to bring up was watching Mike Adams yesterday with his interview with Ann Vandersteel. Did anybody see that? I know some of you did because a couple of you sent no. me emails about it. No, but I want to hear Well, about I it. don't know where all these agencies came from. There's no writings by the founders about agencies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our people don't know shit, folks. Even our high-profile people like her, who's got a new program on Mike Adams' TV network, Mike Adams won't interview me, but he'll put her on there to put that kind of crap out. Right, she's the one that um, encouraged that APOC article, the U.S. Inc. Yeah, to mislead people. Uh, and it's I don't think she's misleading people. I think she's showing her uh, her her functional illiteracy. Obviously, the girl's not ignorant. Okay, she's sharp as a tack. She's just been gotten given bad information. Oh, you've got to take control over all the law, the land, air, and the water. Well, there's David Strait. Okay, right. Yeah. All right. It, it's just it, it's misinformed and uninformed folks out there that have good hearts. They want to get in this battle. They hate what's going on, but they just got bad, piss poor information, folks. Do you understand yeah. how lucky we are here? Yep. Another thing, Roger, um, this, what I want the students to see and comprehend is that as a national, we are not, we don't have to do, deal with this. We do not have to respond to these bills. We do not have to talk to legislature and, and, and tell them we're not happy with it. That's a U.S. citizen. That's what a U.S. citizen would well. be doing and they're acting against their their government and that's why they're considered enemy of the state probably okay i just know that there's Uh, pervasive pervasive functional illiteracy even in our community of people that really have good intentions and want to achieve something positive here but man the misinformation and the disinformation out there uh i did watch as right as we went on uh i had a couple minutes and i dialed up a uh, video that rex had sent me on this guy eddie craig are you familiar with him mark eddie craig does that name ring a bell for you or straw man he stepped away okay um Anyway, he's hooked up with Alex. Alex has given him, I guess, a little channel, a channel or something, and he's on there talking about this new website and Eddie Craig and uh, this main thing, I guess, that he's doing today that I didn't get into the meat of is on traffic stops. But he's got some good ideas, and he's putting up a website, and he got anybody that's a member can put on their own seminars and all kinds of stuff, and he's got programs they're working on where you can load it on your iPhone or your uh, – uh, or your android and if you get stopped the minute you hit the app button it turns the camera on and starts recording and all these kind of things and at least he did go in the difference between civil law and natural law but he didn't he, he differentiated them but he doesn't understand that all the civil rights only come under the 14th amendment and vandersteel doesn't have any idea of that okay, either all right hey, Roger. yes mike uh his randy is on the uh, Logos radio station, and he's on Friday nights. 
and he deals nothing but Texas traffic. Yes, I, he sounded sound like he was a Texas boy. I think his name's Eddie Craig, isn't it? Yeah, Eddie Craig. He used to be a, a he used to be a, a, a deputy sheriff. He's, well, I listened to him on Friday night. I downloaded. Okay, the well, all we got to do is get our information to Eddie and show him the difference between God-given, constitutionally protected rights and civil rights under the Fourteenth Amendment, and he's going to have a lot more effectiveness about him. Yeah. Yeah, he he's big into showing people what they get ticketed for speeding, and he shows them in the code that you have to cause an accident to be ticketed for speeding. Right. Okay. Well, obviously, he's a pretty sharp guy. I wasn't dissing him or anything. I just got to see a little bit of his presentation there, but I wanted to comment on the fact that at least he differentiated between civil rights and God-given rights. Well, but he well, called. He's still calling them constitutional rights, and you see, they're not. You got these. That's why these damn words are so important, folks. We convey concepts via words, and when I say constitutional rights versus constitutional protections, you ought to have some damn idea of the difference. What was the name of the person? Eddie Craig. Okay. So, Paul, you were trying to say something a second ago. What do you got? Well, some of our people think that uh, because we're nationals that none of this stuff affects us and we don't have to deal with it. Well, I, you know, the thing is, the problem is, the problem is, is it can affect you, but no, you don't have to deal with it. That's the problem is it can affect you. And if you don't know or have command of the information, you can't be a belligerent claimant at that point, can you? Right, but these guys have the control above us, okay? And I'm not, they can still interfere with your ability to communicate because they can do it at the provider level. They can interfere with your ability to get non-GMO food because they, because they have the control at the provider level, at the growers. You know, you're down well, here being a national. Yeah, they can't touch me, but yes, down here is a well, national. They're screwing up everything above you. That's right. But and you're going to and you're going to have to make provisions. And just like it says in the Bible, come out of her. You got to come out of that. And when you come out of it, and those systems aren't there, you got to find other ones to replace them. That's the parallel systems approach. Yes. Okay. I see that too, we Paul. Teeth. We could use the teeth and authority of national status. Well, if we get enough damn people, if we can spread this message and we can start and organize our own systems and force their hand, but we got to get enough people. We got to get enough ears. I can't get, I've tried my best to get to these people like Todd Callender. Hell, every time I get close to getting to Todd Callender, he gets some other major project dumped on him. You know, Anthony, too, Anthony, who's who's the point man on this, and, and you know, is, is this God working here or what? Okay, Anthony, he gets a call from Todd. He's out changing the oil in his car and misses it. I can't get him back on on the phone because he's so damn busy. Wow. Hey, Roger. Yes. I hope he contacts who is funding these uh, shows and who are the sponsors? Because those are the people that they are controlled by. Even if they want to have you on, 
they may be afraid that they're going to lose something or somebody's going to get a phone well, call and say, you're out of line, you know, don't well, have I, them back again. I don't think and Info the end of it. I don't think InfoWars is going to fit into that. I don't think the other people that I'm trying to reach out to or have tried to reach out to are in that position. Was that Anthony right there or Jay? Uh, no, no, this is uh, Dave in Orlando. Oh, it's Dave in Orlando. I don't think any of those people. I just think, see, here's, because I've been in this a long time, see, and uh, you get people that are real uh-huh. dedicated, and these people are very dedicated to what they're doing. I'm not dissing them, okay? And, and so all of a sudden you got your plate full, and here comes some information like ours, and and they don't even look at it. They disregard it on the surface, okay, because this is such a complex plot and because they're, like everybody else, you're you're programmed in your mind. You're conditioned in your mind with these opposite definitions of words. So when you hear the correct word come in and at play, they diss it because they're conditioned. Or else they're totally focused on well, what they're doing. Mind, or else it's no, I'm right. I'm th- then you get egos come. No, I'm right. This is right. This is right. Okay. And then Roger, exactly. another thing um, with um, Catherine Watt, I did send her an email. She responded, but she said that she's been getting contacted about this since 2022, and this is from people from state, the state national. And the assembly stuff. So, yeah, it was Anna Von Wrights. And see, now that girl, right. this girl you're emailing with, lumps us in with them. Exactly. So she is not the same thing, but um, I did explain that to her. And I sent her the uh, interview with Spangola and um, Sarah's testimony. So I'm hoping she listens okay. to it. You know, if, if she, she just uh, replies that she doesn't do that kind of research. She's doing the other stuff, of course, and um, that there was two other people that we can look into, but it was more just like a research um, data to review. And um, I did ask her to, if she would, and if she wasn't going to have time to look at it, to please uh, forward it to Todd. And um, that's it. But she she just kind of dismissed it because of the other you know, people that were reach, reaching was, out to her. Yep. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, she's getting assemblies and Anna Von Wright's people and David Strait's people with law. mean, did you know law means land, air, and water? Right. And they're okay. doing things completely different. Of course. They're, they're going to the Congress, the um, legislature, whoever, yeah. to attack them right. that way well, in court. And, we don't do it that way. And you see, you, the, what she doesn't re- realize is that this isn't, we're not asking her to do research. She wants to confirm the research that's already been done. There's been more than 100 years of research on this. It's proven. We got 12 years of non-refusals uh, by the Secretary of State, the head guy, with not even a piece of blowback. W- w- what is that? Well, except for Miss Robinson. Well, that's not even that. I, I wouldn't even consider Mrs. Robinson's letter blowback. It's absolute tripe. Confirmation. So anyway, I may, some of my frustrations are, are coming out here this morning for the audience because I've been dealing with this for many years, folks. I've been trying to teach this for over 12 years. I couldn't get anybody to listen hardly. Roger, can we uh, up now? Yeah. Well, we got a few. Can you please go um, over oh, quite a, a few? 
Uh, all right, hold on. Merck is going. Yeah. Can I please do what? Go ahead. Go ahead, Merck. Can you please go over uh, the Patriot, Patriot Act? Um, so we have a good picture of it. Well, the Patriot it, it Act was a, well, what, what the Patriot Act really did was set up what's going on now. Remember, these people don't just do things, especially big things in one action. They got to set it up just like you got your weapon and you pull the hammer back and then you pull the trigger like somebody is about to pull the trigger on us here. Where's that noise coming from? Where's that low bass noise coming from? I think it's coming from a conference call. Someone has a mute open. Okay, please. has background notes. So uh, if you remember. Danny has a comment. Okay, Danny, hold on. Uh, All right, hold on. Hold on, Danny. Hold hold on. Okay. When Mirka was very young and when 9-11 happened, and she might not know, or some of the other uh, younger in the tooth, shorter in the tooth folks around here, they had tried to get the Patriot Act through legislatively previous to that, and it had been stopped cold. Okay, so they went back, revamped it, tied it into this. The night of nine eleven, they passed the Patriot Act through Congress. Chuck Schumer that night, the guy that ran the House was named Dornan, I think, Speaker of the House Dornan. And that night, he had to go over. And Charles Chuck Schumer was in the House back then. He wasn't a senator yet. And he had to go over and tell Chuck Schumer to calm down because he was almost having a Purim festival in the corner of the house when this was passed. Okay? So it was only set up to go after foreign terrorists in direct relation to 9-11. Right, Mirka? Okay? Right. And that's what January 6th was, was taking all of that infrastructure they built up for 20 years that was aimed at foreign and turning it back domestically. That's what January 6th was. Could somebody please stop that damn noise? Okay, that's what January 6th was. Okay. All right, thank you. Uh, uh, Danny, so, Danny Murphy in the in the conference room had a question before we we devolved into well, and and I and because we go to the females around here, I went to Merca first. Okay, so the Patriot okay. Act, when it was passed the night of nine eleven, was for foreign terrorists. Well, now they've flipped it. That's what the whole thing about January 6th is, is turning that thing on a pivot and pivoting it right back domestically. It is only for citizens of the United States and residents. Okay. So, as a U.S. citizen right now, they are foreign. Right? Because of this act and the Enemy Act. No, uh, hold, 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 I'm just clarifying. I'm just trying to see if that's what it is. The Patriot Act came up. only applies to citizens of the United States and residents. All man-made laws okay. only apply to those categories in our country. They can't go pull somebody out of Canada. I guess under that, if he's a foreign terrorist, they probably could. But uh, uh, but regardless, that was the whole backing of that at the time, and now they've brought this in as the uh, enacting legislation for this new Senate bill they're trying to shove through where they clamp down total control. Okay? Okay. 
and it's yeah. a Senate bill. It's only been introduced. It hasn't been voted on. It hasn't been to the House. Therefore, it hasn't gone to whatever puppet president they've got up there and been signed into some kind of law. Now, it could go into the organic statutes at large at that point under the presumption that it's constitutional, but that's when the legal system's supposed to kick in, and they object to that and the constitutionality of it. Now, Danny, hold on. Now, hold on. I'm going to get to Danny here. Danny, what? Okay, I just want to tell you, I've been in contact with Roger, uh, 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 Craig, with Craig before, and uh, send me what it was you would want to contact him with. I'll forward it on to him. Well, tell him if he wants to get the real picture on what's going on here. If he wants to get the real picture on what. I think it's Danny's. Um, just if there's Danny, a your connection. Your if you, is there background noise where you are? Or is that just coming through the connection, Danny? Or did you move somewhere? Let me just coming through. Hell, it sounds. Let me be solid for a second. As if life doesn't have enough challenges. Um, Go ahead, Roger. I'll mute and unmute him as needed. Okay, well, just uh, uh, send him, just tell him that this is what he's looking for here to underpin everything he's doing, and he'll have much more effectiveness. It's much simpler, and it can differentiate everything for him. Okay. All right. Thank you, Danny. All right. Okay, we'll get hey, that. Hey, Roger. Yeah, the same that. thing they did to Oklahoma City, remember? They tried to pass that uh, terrorist bill, and they never get it passed. Right. And Oklahoma City bombing Bam. happened, and Bam. they passed it. Yeah, well, that's why they do things the same thing over and over and over again, because it's always worked. So there's a little confusion in the in the Telegram group. There was someone that was posting, oh, um, I think it was Devin. Um, he, he says that the U.S. citizens are foreign. Because of that, but well, na- it's not that they're foreign. Correct. Nationals can't have man-made laws apply to them. We have constitutional protections. Okay, Daryl. I know you're. I know you're there grunting. I'll get you in just a second here. Let's make sure we can clean this up. Does anybody else have any comments or questions on what we've covered to this point? Um, yeah, here actually. Uh, oh, female first. Yes, go ahead. No, no, we're going to defer to the female, please. Um, it's Nastasha. I just wanted to say quickly: anyone who wants some further background, they would want to look up. And thank you for Stephen because he reminded me of the name. They'd want to look at Professor Wu W O O. Um, he wrote a paper in support of the Patriot Act. He graduated from Chapman University, which they opposed his position. And then also um, Kavanaugh, who's in the Supreme Court now, um, he was in support of actually reducing, I think it's our Fourth Amendment, Fourth or Fifth Amendment. He wrote a paper in support of that as well. In getting the Patriot app. So if some people want a little bit more of a background, what the argument was taking place that actually did, quote, um, concern the protected rights under the Constitution, you may want to look at Professor Wu and Kavanaugh 
He's the one that they've promoted. Background of what was happening back then. This Chinese guy Wu, I think, is the one that they've promoted up that uh, is endorsing all their crap. Uh, it was also, I believe, Joe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Doctor uh, Doctor Wu a Steely Dan song? Thank you, Nastasha. Now, who was the uh, who who deferred to Nastasha there? Yes, it was. Okay, good. Who who deferred? Doctor Wu was definitely a Steely Dan song. I thought so. That'd be, uh, that'd be Devin here. Okay, Devin. Hey, is that Devin or Kevin? We got it's Devin. Okay, Devin from oh, Michigan. Hey, Devin. What you got? Yeah, so I've been so I've been really, really, really racking my brain on the whole jurisdictional aspect of this here, and I know uh, you know just like you said, you know, nationals have God-given rights protected by the Constitution, while U.S. citizens, of course, are uh, you know provide civil rights under the Fourteenth Amendment. Now, with this. Uh, booklet that I'm drawing up, I have been really having a heck of a time trying to format this in a way where it's, uh, um, you know, you show evidence and then conclusion, because it, it, it's, it, can, can you dive into a little bit more? You know, let's dive into civil rights. Can you do a little talk for me about civil rights? Well, civil rights are the rights that you have in relation to the other people of the, uh, of the society. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I guess and it really I think, doesn't need and, to be much more than and, that. And I think that it's important. Sense. I think it's important if you're discussing that that right there, that you make clear-cut differentiation that you do not receive political rights and that those are the two great categories of rights. Okay. So you have you have you have political rights, which are no, no, which is no. the agreement between. Well, it's your. Oh, uh, all right, hold on. Right, hold, uh, let me back. Let's back up. Okay. Civil rights, and I'm getting a little bit of your phone's a little funky. I got a little echo. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's the civil rights yeah, are the rights that you Kevin have. Echoing, right? in, I know. In relation to the rest of the people in the society, the political rights are your right to run for office, to vote, etc., and participate in the political process. And because you don't get the political rights under the Fourteenth Amendment. They have to give them to you to put on their little charade. And that's why they call voting a franchise. All right. So, oh, by the way, does this sound better? Yes, yes. much. And Daryl's yeah, trying to share something. Yeah, it was kind of funky. Phone. I don't, I don't want to deter, but it distracts from. You get into these important subjects, and people are trying to listen intently, and those uh, those white noises are distracting and on your concentration. So that's the reason I object to them. But I understand people's limitations also, and we appreciate you being here. So does that help you, Devin? Clear those up. I yeah, mean, you can go, so you I'm can go do, you can go do I mean, your own study on those two things or wherever you want a resource. I'm basically telling you what John taught me. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'll dive into those. Thank you. Okay, but you can see when you understand that there's no political rights under the 14th Amendment and they've got to give you permission to participate, now you can really see the charade, can't you? And you get up there and read Jane Traficant's statement, the ladies and gentlemen of the House were nothing but trustees overseeing the largest bankruptcy in the history of the world and start putting those things together and the picture's going to clear up for you a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of, the, one of the big goals of this section is I'm trying to lay the foundations to where, of course, if uh, juris, you know, giving us a foundation basically to uh, challenge the jurisdiction that is placed over us. And, of course, this is the background information that's required, which I would then dive into, uh, you know, and, you know, of course, uh, case law and everything else that supports it, which, of course, you already got a whole lot of on the Matrix sucks. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole the whole thing's been proven because the Secretary of State's been getting these for over 12 years with not one piece of blowback that I know of. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the proof I mean, in I the pudding that. right there. Yeah, yeah People like, like Ron Avery, well, I'm not sure Roger's right. Well, Ron, why don't you check with the damn Secretary of State? Yeah, if the, if the Secretary of State can't uh, rebut it, what you know? What hope do you have, buddy? He has none except his ego, where he can float around the room and bounce off the <laughs> ceiling. Okay. So, uh, do we get? Do we? Do, okay, Devin, you're welcome. Thank you for your efforts, by the way, and I appreciate you people picking up the ball and doing these things on your own. All right. Now, Daryl has been anxiously chomping at the bit here for a couple minutes. Hey, Daryl. Yeah. Good morning. I. Uh, that's all fine. It's fine. It's all good. I'm <clears throat> sitting here cleaning my stove. Waiting <laughs> for my Patiently cleaning my stove. Yes, yes. So, well, Luis, please don't clean the stove was. while you're right here. That, that was the damn noise that we had coming in. <laughs> yeah. Well, what? Yeah, that's all good. Um, for Devin, you've you've done so much in the last fifteen minutes. I'm going to lose my place on several things. But for Devin, um. It's a distinction between group rights and individual rights. Exactly. This, this has to be made clear. It's this is this isn't uh, this isn't really you know, just lofty legal language, philosophical uh, euphemisms. You know, what is it? You want, you want group rights or individual rights? Uh, Let me, Daryl. I'm experiencing now. That's being. I want to stop you and compliment you, okay? Because years ago, Devin and audience, Daryl came on here, as he did very regularly, a little more back then, and he came on and said, it's misnamed. They shouldn't call it the Civil War. It should be titled the War to Bring in the Civil Law. Now, you noodle on that one for a bit. That's the dialectic. That is the dialectical, the, the dialectical and the linguistic word sorcery and trickery to invert or reflect. You can you can do several things with the dialectic. You can reverse it or you can invert it. Those those are two. So sometimes you're dealing with reflections, and other times you're dealing with inversions. Uh, 
And so then, if that doesn't confuse you enough, then uh, I want to, I just want to remind y'all, when you think you got all the answers, ask what you got wrong. Okay? Because what you got right is not holding you back. It's what you think you you know and you don't. You got It's just like... Uh, am I dealing with group rights or individual rights? Well, who put me in the group? Well, your presumptions. Their presumptions, your assumptions and their presumptions put you in that group. And your agreement. Don't forget your agreement. Your agreement. So this is a contract. What's a contract? A contract has to be offered. It has to be accepted. And it has to have full disclosure, um, which it doesn't. And full disclosure. And... If it, if it has to, uh, if, if it's in a, a UCC contract, it has to have a, uh, you know, uh, consideration, sinkhole consideration. And, and so, so what is the consideration in this, uh, group contract? Well, your consent and co- and participation. Your participation in is, is that consideration because that validates the um, culmination of that. Contract. Let me ask you yeah. something. The presumptions General. and assumptions. Isn't yeah. the fact yeah. that they're giving you civil rights at birth when they assign this political status to you? Do you think that's considered consideration? Do I think that's consideration? Uh, in their it, eyes, it, in, it, not it in ours, be. not in our in eyes. Their eyes. Oh, in their eyes. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, in their eyes. Yeah, totally, totally. That's uh, that's a uh, that's a part of that, <clears throat> and so people here have heard this writer talk about this before. That's a part that's called the silent contract. That's that silent. That's that presumption, uh, and that's what they unless it, unless it stands rebutted. Okay, silence deems consent. Um, that's that's the uh, felicious felicity feliciousness of their presumptions. And, uh, but it's really, it's such a big deal. So when you were talking earlier about, uh, Todd Callender, maybe some of these other guys, uh, this lady, what's her, whatever her name is and their, <clears throat> their intent. Okay. Their intent is not wrong. Their intents, their objectives, they're not wrong. Okay. Their, their comprehension and, and, uh, uh, process is wrong. Okay, so uh, I tell people all the time, you're both wrong. If you're if you're a, if you're a Christian, Republican, conservative, blah blah blah, that's not your identity. You're wrong. If you're a liberal, Democrat, uh, whatever else you want to add on to those, you're wrong. Now I'm not talking about your intents, even your objectives, but your understanding is wrong. You're wrong. That's why you don't go anywhere. That's right. Because you haven't decided what you've got wrong. You have not come to terms. You have not the maturity and the objectivity to come to terms as a mature problem-solving individual. <laughs> you what see, you got wrong. Daryl, I, I heard Todd Collender in one of the interviews a while back, and he said he made the comment during his, what he, his little soliloquy, and he said, they act like they own us, or they think they own us, or something. I'm going, Todd, they do own you. You want me to show you how they did it and how to get out of it and turn this whole thing around? I can't get his damn attention. No, no, no. And 
and for whatever those reasons are why people uh, cannot hear, they can see, they can look, but they can't see, that they can uh, listen, but they can't hear, or they hear, but they don't listen, you know. Uh, I've dealt with this my my entire uh, career as as an aircraft airline instructor. Okay, Uh, so I kind of get it. Uh, some people you give the benefit of the doubt to because they're just operating from, you know, uh, uh, ignorance, whatever, functional, you know, lack of experience or uh, functional illiteracy yeah. is and, the, and the, really a, a great yeah. description. And it doesn't yeah. call them ignorant because yeah. they're not ignorant. They wouldn't be where they are. It's not well, some in. people, some people are just, some people are just fundamentally stupid. <laughs> let's, let's get this out of the way. Some people are just fundamentally stupid. Okay. They're just stupid. This is why they endorse stupidity is because stupid people don't challenge or become belligerent claimants or ask questions. This is why you have to endorse and and perpetuate systemically and institutionally stupidity. Uh, Then there are other people who uh, have great intents and they're ignorant. Okay. And an ignorant person, if they're intelligent, uh, is that a a contradiction in terms? Well, no, it's not. An ignorant person knows they're ignorant. And an ignorant, intelligent person knows to shut his pie hole once in a while and listen. Okay. And, and do a little research. Uh, and be objective and ask questions like, what do I got wrong? And, uh, you know, uh, gee, how, did, how does, well, who's this Daryl guy and why is he running his mouth like this? Well, I don't know. I just happened to spend 18,000 hours in high-performance aircraft and never hurt anybody or wrecked anything. How's that? And trained hundreds of other people how to do it. How's that? Okay, so I know when I don't know something. And I don't pretend to know things that I don't know. And this is what you have a lot of going on. Mm-hmm. you got a lot of people pretending that they know things that they don't know and and steamrolling everybody. And then you got the lazy, lazy... Uh, incapable uh, public, so to speak, who they just want answers. Give me, give me the, right. the dang answer so I can go on. I got. Don't you know I got other things? Don't you? Don't don't you realize the SEC is starting preseason games? <laughs> For crying out loud! How can you know they they feel offended that they've actually had to participate in what they call freedom and liberty, and they don't even know what it is. But they want so, it. They want it. I don't want to get off course. Yeah. They 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 want, tell us they want the mythology of it. Tell yeah, tell uh, they want the mythology of it. Uh they they want it to reinforce their paradigm view and they have what's called paradigm blindness. They're blind to it. Uh because it would alter it would alter their belief system and their worldview. If you challenge their belief system, it destroys their worldview. So this is completely, completely predictable. Uh, and it goes back to these words have meanings and everything that you guys have been talking about so clearly today. I just want to, I've been running on here. I'll just make something real short here. Remember about two and a half Tell years ago, uh, Roger? Hold, hold three, on. Three Whoever's years, trying ago, to, two and a half, three years ago. Whoever's trying to interrupt, we'll give you your, your spot in a second. Let Daryl finish, please. Go ahead, Daryl. Yeah. About two and a half, three years ago, about two and a half, three years ago, uh, 
we had uh, you and I and Bob and Chris and Samuel and, uh, you know, Chris is still with us. And uh, I think uh, some other people were here. And we had, it was one of those days where there was a lot of frustration going on, right? You know, a frustrating day. And and we said, there, there was, I, I know you remember the conversation. We all kind of got together and we were sitting there and we're, we're, we started doing problem solving about how can, how can this information be moved forward? And what came out of that conversation was the matrix box. Remember that? Yeah, vaguely. Remember that, Roger? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, what, what happened after that? Was that there was a a dramatic over the course of the next six months to a year? There was a dramatic increase in involvement and participation and your exposure. Correct. It's best I remember. Yeah, there was a lot of interviews. A lot of different things happened. Uh, uh, the number of the, any number of reason why there's any different number of people here right now are based upon that. That's what uh, manifest out of that. Uh, so it scaled up. It scaled. Okay. Now there's reached a, a level of scaling. Uh, I, I'm talking like an engineer now. Okay. I design, build things. Uh, I'm talking like I, it, the the forum, the format. Tell me what is the not truth scalable. is. We're trying to, man. So are the, you listening? The, the to, in order to make this scalable, what Devin is doing is on the uh, the next leading edge. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I picked up on it as soon as as soon as I heard him, like a month and a half ago, or two months ago. This guy gets it, okay. And and so what he's trying to do is scale this up to the next level for the next uh, uh, layer of of uh, participants, people, people who are interested. And the information has to be accessible it has to be consumable it has to be digestible this is what devin is doing he's on the the leading edge of something which is called instructional design okay now if there's anybody in the listening audience here or participating in the call who knows anything about instructional design you know that this is the next level that this has to go to in order to be digestible and consumable for a large larger scale number of group of people Okay, because that's just the way education works. We're talking about education. here. Okay, so I just really want to endorse what Devin's doing. Yeah, me too. And if anybody isn't, if anybody here has a design and instructional, a degree in instructional design, or knows of one, I would be more than willing and happy to communicate with them and uh, collaborate with them. And then challenge all of you to participate in ponying up to develop and build and design and write an instructional design on this. Yeah, and I that's wanna, where it has to go. And I want to also, it's not just Devin. I appreciate what Devin's doing, and this stuff's needed. I just can't do yeah. it all, and I, I, I won't do it all, okay? No, no. And there's reasons for yeah, that. Yeah. Well, but yeah. I want also, yeah. uh, to also uh, recognize people like Merka. Merka comes on here early, and she gets a hold of me and says, I want to contribute. I want to do something. I said, start a telegram group. Bam. 
over 500 people in Merca's yep. Telegram group. She's an important liaison well, with new yeah. people, especially because of her affinity for new students. Joe, look what Joe has brought us. The right tax forms and this DOT yep. key, it looks like. Uh, Devin, Merca, Joe, look what Paul's doing. Okay. Uh, 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 and his contributions here. So it, that my visions of this, and you see, it's not Roger. This isn't about Roger. I keep telling you that. I'm just the teacher. It's about you. It's about all your friends and the people you care about and your family and the other people out there that are looking for this information. It's got to go forward because the information's solid and it's got to go forward because we're working as a team. Uh, I agree with all that, and uh, anybody that I've left out, I'm not even aware of or anything. These are all all these people are contributors are called subject matter experts in those areas. What, what instructional design does is it organizes it all to a coherent reference. Okay, that's all it does. It just collates it. And that's that's what instructional design does. I'm not an instructional designer. I've worked with one before. Uh, I've developed programs uh, in assistance of working with an instructional designer. That's why it's a degree program, because it actually takes specialized uh, writing skills to put together uh, that sort of uh, curriculum. Okay. And that, so that, I think that's just something to consider. That's where that goes. You know, I've, I've contributed a few things here and there once in a while, but I'm, I'm not an instructional designer. But that that's where it has to go so that – you know, the, the, everybody can't go through that 20 year learning curve. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They can't do that. They, they, they have to, they have to take the instructional hey, design course allows them to go through a two month instead of what a two year. What in the hell are you talking about? All right. Now, hold on. I want to recognize Jay. He's been interrupting and trying to come on here. What do you got? I am sorry for the interruptions. I don't know what this guy is talking about. That's all. And what is he trying to say? Can you delineate this into a paragraph? Who is this person? Yes. Yeah. Is this Jay? Jay? Is that right, Jay? Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, that's the kind of things we do around here, Jay, is discuss some of the philosophical and the deeper elements of uh, of what we're dealing with here on the surface in your paragraph, okay? Unfortunately, you can't take these things down and synthesize them into an instant gratification moment, okay? I'm sorry. It can't be done. I, I will look at this, and I will um, listen to this okay. conversation. Okay, Jay, hold Okay, What is this guy talking about for 15 minutes? Well, listen, uh, I'll, let me answer that for you. If, uh, if you were privy to the previous 15 minutes of conversation, then you would have seen the uh, follow-on to what was previously spoke about. So maybe you need to go back and review that. Okay, so if you're looking for answers, uh, look to that first. Jay, do you have questions? Uh, How long yeah. have you you've been you you popped in a while back, a couple of months ago? So you've been hanging around a little bit. Do you have any questions that we can address for you directly and give you paragraph answers? Uh, sir, 
only because of your guest here that is he's not he's a participant he's not my guest he's a participant and a damn long time one that's put hundreds if not more hours of research into this don't yell at me sir roger thank you i just do not understand this guy's premise about what he is taking so long to tell me I don't know. Obviously, I, I you don't, don't understand. Yeah, obviously, you don't understand. Well, you don't comprehend the yeah, conversation, I, so maybe hey, you dog, should step out of the conversation. Step out of the conversation, sir. Step out of the I conversation. Step out. You don't know what, what you're doing. Well, step out of the conversation. I don't understand. You're not you. contributing to anything. Well, that's, I'm that's not my fault. You, Jay. I'm asking you. Jay, you need to go back and listen to what was what yeah. we were talking about wow. before Daryl got on, wow. yeah. and then and then yeah, review wow. that. Yeah, yeah. Go hey, on. Roger. Yes, I guess. Hello. Yeah, this is Bob. Hey, Bob. If we could Did... take it back about ten or fifteen minutes when you were talking to Devin concerning civil rights. Would it be appropriate? I think it is, but let me put it out to the group. I don't even think civil rights is a legitimate term. It's civil privileges. Well, it is. And I it's, think that really needs I, to be at the core. Well, it is. I just uh, omitted. Well, it. I understand that, but but I mean, don't don't gloss over it. Yeah, that's that's right. I mean, it, it really needs to be defined because it 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 delineates between God given natural rights and privileges that the group has decided you merit right and that cannot be overstated and, and that's and when we glibly buy into their paradigm and talk about civil rights we're simply perpetuating the idea I'm, I'm, that they are in fact a right I mean, and what they're all they're doing is they're using equivocation here and they're using the same word one of them's got a capital r and the other one doesn't the civil rights, and I should have told Devin that and included that in what I told him, if you go look at civil rights, you'll find out they're nothing but privileges. That's why it's a small r. That's why they can take them and give them away from you, take them away and give them to you. They're privileges, not rights. It's mislabeled. You're right, Bob. Hey, Roger. Thank you. Yes, Gary. A privilege is something that you reward from your slave master for being a good boy or girl. Just okay. that simple. It, it really if you're is. Not a good, bang, bang. There you if go. You're not a, if you're not a good boy or a girl, guess what? They take him away. Just like you do your 10-year-old with his Xbox. Yes, little Johnny, if you happen to clean your bedroom and get your homework done, I'll let you play some Xbox tonight for an hour or two. And, oh, Johnny, you didn't do your homework tonight. Guess what? No Xbox. It's just that simple. Yep. And, Jay, what Daryl was talking about is to how to take all these individual people's efforts and amplify them and take this to the next level. Would you like for other people around you to know what the shit's going on, Jay? Are you going to go out and tell them? Roger, I don't think he's... Absolutamente. Um... Okay. 
Well, hey, Roger. Well, well, the ability to do all of that and the easier will be the accumulation of what Daryl was talking about and the accumulation of people taking these individual ideas, taking their own efforts and amplifying them to where they can present be presented to larger area groups of people and hopefully get more people around us that are free and understand what the hell's going on in our world. Okay. Okay. All right. right. Well, instead of trying to interrupt all the time and disrupt everything, you may want to next time wait until it's over and then come forward. And it might not be so awkward. Who is the female that was trying to say something right there? This is Christina in North Carolina. Hey, Christina. And I want to say that I love this idea. I have spoken with many people, and they just want to sit back and see what happens with me. Of course. But I have a, I have one person who has actually fully gone through and done it. So she's now a national. She did that to save her grandchild, which she has custody of. But she's like, I need to know how to handle this. And she's like, isn't there any kind of platform where I can go on and learn the specifics? I mean... When we call in on your shows, we're hearing, you know, everything from different ends to, you know, every subject. Yes. And it would be really good for it was broken down where she can go in and say, okay, this is what I need to focus on. Okay, well, we've got that. We've got that. Merca's Telegram channel. Yeah, and then I have another person that contacted me that is willing to um, help me put them into clips and organize them. Um so we can listen to like the audio part and there's like there's ideas so i wanted to share that with daryl uh for bringing that up and i'll share that data with you daryl um or if you want to talk to him you know to give him a better idea but he he sounds like he's uh he's uh uh really he really wants to do this for us so yeah, now, looking forward to it. Christina, what your friend's question is, she said she wants more specifics. She got specifics. That's how she's free. What she's wanting is how do you implement it in your life? And you can't implement it unless you go back and have command of the information and have that process start re-empowering you where now you know where the borders are. And we're working also, on a website just how you form. make it. Pardon me? Hold on. What was that comment there, Mark? I heard you. What was the other guy's comment? It was Bruce. It's how you make it, how you handle it, and how you honor it. You see, uh, it's what I've tried to tell you guys. Nothing happens when you file this paperwork. It gets you free, but nobody else knows the, the change in the world in you. You've got to be the change. The only way you get to be the change is in studying and having command of the information. Now you're starting to get re-empowered. Now you can implement your new status. But none of that can happen unless you really have command of the information. You know, Christina, let me say this. The Bible says, above all, seek understanding. It doesn't say, above all, seek knowledge. 
It says seek understanding. You need to seek understanding all this. I know it's a lot of information. I know it's contrary to what you've lived up to your life at this point. I know you got to go in and reverse a lot of your thinking. It just takes time. And it's just like Daryl alluded to earlier, what they've got us conditioned into is being an instant gratification society. Oh, you want to buy that? Go use this credit card. Oh, you got a headache? Take this pill. Oh, you want to do this? Do this. Everybody's looking for instant gratification, and you just ain't going to get that here. Hey, Roger. Gary. Roger. If you guys want to know this information and you want to spread the word, go teach out it. and teach it. Teach it. Put a put an ad for $10 in the local freebie paper, and whether you have one person show up or ten show up, Makes no difference. It. it doesn't take much to get a computer put together. I mean, you can listen to any of these shows and figure out the lesson plan. It's that simple. It's not hard. I mean, 30 years get ago, off. folks, I'd drive all the way across the north side of Atlanta, 30 minutes each way, and go over to this office and get in there to give that presentation, and nobody would show up. But you know what? I was there the well, next we're week. Up for it now, Roger. I was yes, there the are. next damn week. Same thing. One guy shows up one night. I gave him a three-hour presentation. One guy. Amazing, Roger. And now we're here. I wanted to share, Roger, um, the cast box archives. And anybody can go in there and dig into those and make playlists. There's an option for playlists and then go through the um, archives to learn, you know, whatever they're looking for and answers that they're looking for in there. That's what... um, Efren and I do on the Telegram group. We share timestamps when people um, when people ask a question. We share an archive with a timestamp on it to go into that section and Great. learn from it. Fantastic! See, I didn't even know that was available. So good work, huh? and it's the contributions of all of you guys because we're starting to get numbers of people people are starting to understand this the situation's getting worse and all these resource oriented people are hey we need this i'm going to put it together boom okay and that's happening finally well we've even started a a tuesday night uh conversation called leftovers and we get into the weeds um, we're also, I'm, I'm talking with a web developer, a professional web developer who's also a national through Rogers materials. And so we're, we're looking at, um, Paul had put together a domain name called writ <laughs> Clever. <laughs> and so what we're looking at is putting a forum together. So that uh, uh, somebody can come in and they can say, you know what, I got this issue about a traffic ticket. And they can look in a section called traffic and and see if they can get some answers or some guidance to what they're facing. Or, uh, you know, whatever other issue you might have. Oh, maybe, maybe you're wanting to buy a gun from a gun store. So maybe we have this section on on uh guns and if you're a national well first off how are you going to qualify uh pass the background check now so we got we're going to try to organize materials depending upon the topic 
and then you can come right in, look at that section, and get some answers. Well, I mean, you know, and you bring people into that, like Mike. Mike is our firearms expert, evidently. Him and Brent know all of the stuff, you know. Yeah, exactly. And so we can draw off of that, and we can organize it in a way that if somebody has got their national status and they're they're looking at how do I handle this? Well, what if you have a court situation? Maybe it's family court. Maybe it's divorce court, whatever. Uh, we can have a section that discusses those kinds of things and how do you approach it other than don't walk through the bar. And if the, you got a gold French flag, well, you know, you're under Apple Tree Law, bunch of baloney. So... <laughs> You know, we got to work in land, air, and water there. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We well, we even have a section for Patriot, uh, Patriot Mythology. You well, know, Patriot Mythology 101. Boy, that would be a good <laughs> section. Yeah, that's, that's one of our struggles is this has been perpetuated by people who are just repeating what they heard from somebody else, and I'm guilty of it. I'm going to tell you right now, back in 1999, I was guilty of saying the same stuff everybody else is continuing to say. The gold fringe flag this and social security law that. Get rid da, of da, that. Da, da, da. Get rid of that social so, security number. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, we just had our, you know, first show this Tuesday. Um, and it's rough. We're, we're kind of getting our stride, but here's what we're doing for next Tuesday, Roger. Um, we, we decided as a group that we're going to read the, it's only 40 pages, Sins of the State. Oh, okay. And discuss it. We're going to discuss it. We're, and that's, I think it's a critical platform to launch from. It's a, it's a great basis for, you know, our future discussions. Okay. Well, let's promote that for the whole audience and we'll promote it up to next Tuesday. And they've got a group. It's on Jitsi here that you meet in this same studio. And yep. this coming Tuesday, Sins of the State is going to be read by the participants and they're going to discuss some of the concepts and ideas in there. I think it's a great deal. And one other thing I want to follow we're gonna, up with. We're going to be on free conference call. Oh, okay. Free conference call. Sorry. Are they on and, that? Yes, we are. Paul's recording it. We talked about that yesterday. We had a little conversation about making that happen where we can, you know, post recording. So that's coming. It's a little rough right now, but we're, we're going to get there. The other thing, too, is uh, the Give, Send, Go uh, for the Radio Ranch support. You know, we, we're still pushing that. If you're, if you're getting benefit from this information, please consider going to givesendgo.com forward slash radio ranch support. And, uh, you know, whatever you can contribute would be very helpful. Did I get it wrong, Paul? No, there's two support links. It's really easy. Just go to expose-the-matrix.com, expose-the-matrix.com. It's right up at the top underneath Roger's picture, the last paragraph there, and on on his explanation of how the journey he's taken to get here. And then there are two links. Uh, one of them is the Give, Send, Go link, and the other one is a link to a document with other ways that you can contribute. To support, uh, okay. Either you know, to support right. either by either through yeah. PayPal, um, uh, Cash App, or um, whatever. And even if you want my address, just send me an email. My email address is there, and and I can hook you up with that. 
But uh, one thing that I want to add to what Daryl was saying is, or or to clarify with what Daryl was saying for Jay's benefit, is that is exactly what we're doing. This is a melting pot of people with different skills, abilities, histories, backgrounds, and educations. And one of those names that wasn't thrown out before is Mark, in all caps. Yes, I meant to say that. letters do not convey jurisdiction. Um, this is what we're doing. This is a process exactly the same way that your national status protecting it and going forward is a process. It's a learning curve. And we're doing the learning collectively as a group, as you have to be doing the learning individually to know how to take this forward and apply it. I mean, it's, you know, it's unfortunate. We don't have big budgets and we don't have organized organizations. We're flying along by the seat of my pants. I mean, 12 years ago, folks, I couldn't get anybody to listen to this. Okay. Right. But but that one guy that showed up, that one guy, he got it. He well, got it. I, I, he, I, well, there was a couple around here, Daryl being certainly one of them, Bob being another one, the late Chris Cave being one, and Mark, you fill that void. You fill the you Chris did. Cave void for us, and, man, I appreciate it. And Brent Bachman and Lisa? Uh, everybody. You can't name yeah. everybody because you always forget somebody. But, you yeah, know. It, saying, they're kind of the original. Well, of course, hell, I used to shake Brent Bachman's hands out in front of the Castle Gate Hotel when none of this was even but a twinkle in Daddy's eye. Okay. Hey, Roger. Yes. And the majority of us here, sorry to interrupt, the majority of us here love to hear Daryl's philosophical side of things. And kind of am sad that it got cut short. Yes. Yeah, me people too. Do, Jay, people do really like Daryl's uh, soliloquies, okay, whether you and it, and get you or not. If new students are coming on and learning, please be respectful and considerate. Do not speak to other people that way. Okay. Well, uh, uh, let's see. Who was talking? Somebody was talking there before. Hey, Roger. Uh, yes, that Wayne? Who who is this? Uh, this is John. Hey, John. Hey, Roger. Can all right? You can hear me. Good. Y- yes. Okay. I uh, found something interesting today. I started following you, like many, after the Sarah Westall interview. Yeah. I had gone and listened to a couple of other people before, and today I just. I've got my affidavit in. I think I've emailed you a couple times asking about people in Michigan. Yes. And uh, I found Devin. something online well, today well, that all of you might be interested uh, okay. in. Okay. I'll just stop you for a second, John. Devin is in Michigan. Aren't you, Devin? Are you still with us? Okay. Yep. I, I live on a giant mitten. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. Um, I noticed something in the local paper today that had my affidavit printed in it. And basically. Oh, 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 let's get where the musical interlude's coming from. Can we stop the musical interlude? What is that? Does somebody, need a, does somebody need a bathroom break or what? <laughs> it's a musical interlude. 
Okay, Paul, can you find out where that's coming from? And thank you. Where is it coming from? I don't know. Yeah, I I, where did I the music come it. from? I don't it know. Kind of cut me off. I did, and we didn't want it to. And I you're back did. now. So whoever brought us a few seconds okay. of uh, some funky jazz, thank you very much. Back to the <laughs> programming material. Go ahead, John. I, I I tried to get into the PPN room, and I waited for about a half hour, and no one let me in. But I'm glad I get to talk to you guys because the local paper here posted something called Sovereign Citizens, a yes. plate and affidavit in Mount Pleasant. Conspiracy theorists claim immunity from government. Oh, and yeah. it has my whole affidavit printed in the article. It has your affidavit printed in the article? Yep. How the hell did, and everything. How did they get your damn affidavit? Um, I'd love to have posted it in the... How did they get your co- a copy of your affidavit? They said I sent it to the the sheriff. We have yeah. five police departments here in town. Wow! So I sent it to all five of them, the DA, and they got it from the city police, and the, they printed it in the in the local paper. Okay. Well, so it is an article in the local paper. I speak to that. God Almighty! Hold on, we're having a conversation here. Hold on, just a second, please. It was—I don't know if that's Devin, but your connection came in horrible. Okay, is this an article in your local paper? Yeah, it's, it's a whole article. It kind of—it okay. actually compares me to uh, hate, hate. Uh, okay, okay. Basically, the sovereign southern, the SPLC. Quoted that so- they called me a sovereign citizen, which it's not in my affidavit Ooh, that I'm a sovereign citizen. No, it's not. You, um, may, you may have a little defamation. They compared, they, they, John, how how uh, how uh, li- how litigious w- are you feeling today? They just slandered the well, hell out of you, um, man. I'm, they did, and that's why I'm making it known to everybody in the group because I think it's important for all of us. Okay. Well, the first thing I'd suggest is you contact the paper and ask them if they're going to let you write an article uh, it, uh, 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 rebutting all of the lies and the slander that were put in the article they published. What's the name of the paper? The Morning Sun. Where is it in Michigan? Did you say you're in Michigan? It's yeah. in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. And did Ryan, you that's probably information. How did they get it? Dave is in Michigan too. Okay, I, who? Dave, you got a crappy okay. phone, man. Talk. I know who it is. You need to talk right into the phone, into the microphone, please. Listen, this, this is Dave and the Thumb. What? What's your name? John. John. Hi, John. And you did you send your affidavit to the paper? No. No. I sent my affidavit to public health, the city police, the sheriff, the county police, well, the state police, the tribal police, because I live right off the reservation. And I sent it to the DA. I did not send it to the paper. The, the city police gave it to the paper. And they printed it whole into the paper. Well, there's a couple I of things. I think we need to flood that paper with, uh, with all our affidavits. 
Um, you need to contact you're, them you're first. You're more than welcome to. This was printed on September 18th. Unfortunately, my wife was sick. I didn't notice it until today because I wow. had put in, I had just done Joe's um, uh, a method of getting a DOT registration for my car. And when I punched it in with my name, it actually came up into the, the news and I read the article and it was it was very like you said slanderous I thought well there's no doubt they're they're, they're taking a, a a whole concept called sovereign citizen which doesn't exist and applying it to your official paperwork that was notarized and was sent to the Secretary of State it's a total total right. misrepresentation uh, you know obviously the local newspaper is owned by somebody that's heavily connected to the tribe okay Okay. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I think they and that's one of the up. things that they had put in there that I, I'm probably anti-Semitic because right, there you go. That's there what you go. Of, of, are. of course. Well, that there's that nails it right there. You say this was written in September of last year, and you just saw it. Yeah, it was the yeah was the pretty- date on the the, well, the date line on it is September 18th of 2022 at 4 p.m. I, I would contact them and just say, I'm just becoming aware of this. And I, mm-hmm. I would like to write a rebuttal to your, your slanderous, libelous statements here, incorrect, and see how they react. They probably won't let you do that. Sounds like to me, you got a, you got something on slander or libel if you, uh, uh, wanted to pursue it. Okay. Yeah. Personal information on that. Did they black out the personal information, John, in your affidavit? No, it's the complete affidavit. What I can do is I can send you the link to your uh, your mail. I have the link right now. If you would I like, just, no, it's I just a, Paul's already it got it. They've already they, it Ryan, the, the affidavit is public information or not? Well, it, yes, it can be public. I'm information. sure it is. I sent it to the Secretary of State. Sure, sure. Why not? I mean, you want to see, here's the thing is you want that affidavit printed and published in the paper, but you don't want them taking and using it in an incorrect manner. And that's what they're doing. Can I make a comment? That's where the- uh, hold on. Hold on. T- is that UTP? I can't even understand who you are. You're overmodulating so bad. Nope, still, still, same thing. Is this better? Uh, slightly. No, no, it's not better. Get on a get on a phone. Call the conference room and try again. Okay. No speaker. Phone. Sorry, they just can't have that type of communication. Nobody can understand what you're saying. Okay. Hey, Roger. Okay. Yes. Oh, real, real quick. There's a difference between slander and, and libel. libel. I know there is. I know you do, but slander, and the way I remember it, because it starts with S, I and it means speak. So slander is a defamatory statement that is orally spoken. Right, okay. And libel is a defamatory statement that, that is written. written. So, so just for clarity. Mark, do you think this breaches? Do you think this is clear-cut libel here? Uh, I believe so, Absolutely. Well, I, I believe so. They're they're taking you and and uh, uh, saying that you're sovereign. 
and using your your mm-hmm. affidavit as an example. And I also believe that um, I don't think that was a public document because that was given to police stations, secretary state, and so forth. Uh It was not, they were never given the authorization to share that publicly. Okay. Here, here, let me tell you what's going on here. I'm going to tell you what's going on here. Hold on. All these years of the Southern Poverty Law Center getting their little grimy little mitts into all these police departments and the police department taking that and turning it to the newspaper and twisting it. That's what's going on here. They That's a brilliant operation. They give him money. Is that information too as well? Hold on a second, Mur. When you open your microphone, it echoes for everybody. Okay, who who said something there? Hey, Roger, this Hold. is John again. Yes, John. And this this will this will be my last comment. I think the thing that concerns me most is that when I read something, and and this is the paragraph, it says, Sexton, in claiming to be a sovereign citizen, is relying on conspiracy theories that the Southern Poverty Law Center, a national organization that monitors hate groups and movements nationwide, says has evolved from from old anti-government adherents with racist and anti-Semitic groups. Of course. And I do not have any of those beliefs. Of course not. And you're not a sovereign citizen. You've never claimed to be. You made an official statement in an affidavit that you're a national, and they've misrepresented it. That also makes you wonder if your new newspaper, John. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's, you that's, sue the, that sounds you like sue I need the, to the, hold, hold on. Two, three people trying to talk at once. We can't well, do it. John, what's your comment? That's okay. I'm trying to answer Paul's question. I was just going to say it sounds like I need to go into the law system, which I'm trying to remove myself out of. Exactly. Well, they've clearly libeled you. It's clearly misrepresentation of your document. Roger. There has to be a complaint to the police Roger. department and the um, a newspaper, the newspaper. Both. I would start with both of that. Of course, you got what'd you say? Five police departments up there. You don't know which one did it. Does that Nastasha try and say something? Yeah, um, I was going to say the person who wrote the article. His name is Rick Mills, and so mm-hmm. um, you can, in in an honorable way, you can put him on notice. And you can um, hold him personally accountable because he wrote this article as be, well. That'd so be the, another okay. route. That'd be the there's first person. Route. There's. I'd. That'd be the first person you ought to contact is him and then his publisher. Go ahead, Nastasha. And so you can. Okay. So you can. You know. You can um, put him. You know. You can do a conditional acceptance that he would have to answer. To which he would not be able to because he's wrong. You are sovereign. You do have sovereignty. You're not a sovereign citizen. And the other claims that he implied in here as well. So he's, you know, he's quote, potentially, allegedly causing personal harm. And so under common law, I would seek to hold him accountable. Honorably, you put him on notice, you give him an opportunity to respond, maybe to retract what he wrote as well. And to get more information from him, you can do a notice of um, violation because he's violated um, you as a person. So there's 
that route that you can go as well. Here's Again, a, I'm not going into detail, a, but here's I would, a, I would, here's a I would nice, put him on notice first. How about putting him in a little bit of double jeopardy and asking him whether he would like to write a retraction and a correction article or whether he would like to face libel charges? Well, first, I'd like to start with just asking him, where did he you get your affidavit? Yep. Well, that's just part of it. Uh, just I think in the article it says he got it from Paul Loria. Oh, there you go. Okay. Who's, who's Paul Loria? And, and that Paul Loria is the uh, public safety head, director of Mount Pleasant Department of Public Safety. He's the chief of police for the city police. Okay, well, why don't you contact him and ask him what he's taking uh, private notice information of legal uh, significance and giving it to newspaper reporters. Okay. Thank you. All right, hold everything on. Everything you do, you need to. You need to copy to the Attorney General of the state. Yep. He's the law enforcement. Keep very good records. You've got to do that. Keep very good records and everything you're doing. Okay. But you can take the you can take you can take the offense here, John, if you want to. Mm hmm. Okay. Well, I, my daughter is also filed an affidavit as well, and I don't need her slandered either. Well, well, then that that's another uh, arrow in your quiver. Potentially uh, uh, exposing you to pu- to some sort of incorrect public backlash. Hey, in the article it says, in the vehicle photographed in Mount Pleasant, a lone woman was driving. The woman driving had long acrylic nails and was gesticulating somewhat wildly with her left hand while talking seemingly on the phone or maybe to a passenger in the car, but it looked like she was alone. The motorist who took the photo said... What? What? Yeah. I thought of your it's affidavit. Not my vehicle, and it's not my daughter's vehicle. What? What? What's this picture? This John, is new. In, oh, hold on, please. What's this picture? New information into the whole thing we've been discussing. Apparently, the license plate. That's how the article started off. Yeah. Well, there's they're trying to slander everything or just uh, right. make it sound slant, like, uh, what spin, slant, they're, spin. They're pulling more than him into it. Is what I'm saying. They're trying right. To, go after everybody so guess what rick also has his email address on there and we can very politely inundate him with email oh wow now there's a nice that little aspect good. okay charlie you were trying to say something four or five other people where we can't have everybody at once charlie what do you got I apologize. I just tried again a couple times. John, the way I'm looking at it, it's funny that you mentioned it came from a public safety manager. Um, because the first thing um, I thought of is they basically wanted to somehow possibly, you know, ignite a bonfire where they can get some kooky bunch of uh, people together to go after you and find you. And I was going to, you just mentioned you have a daughter. Okay. Mm-hmm. So basically what they have done is they put you and your family in, je- in physical jeopardy yeah. as well. Why is the public safety director yeah. opening up you to a backlash against from public safety? I have no clue, except they're, the, they wanted to have an inflammatory article. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're trying to demonize this coming out. This, for, this is really the first instance of this 
that I believe has crossed my desk, okay? So it's quite provocative. That's why I wanted to bring it to your attention. Well, I'm really glad you did, okay? And and I, I want you to noodle on what we've discussed and decide if you want to do something about it. We, all of us would be more than happy to help you and give suggestions like we've done here to this point. But, boy, it's an unusual situation, and it shows the influence of the Southern Poverty Law Center right there. Roger. Yes. Absolutely. I thank okay. you, I thank you, you for all, all your information, Let's, and I did take notes. Okay, great, John. And you can go back and listen to this course. There's a couple other people that have got something to add. Was that TP? No, this is Sketch, and I just wanted to say you always talk about them turning 180 degrees. The public safety officer definitely did that. Yep. Yep. Very interesting situation, John. How big an area? How many people are in your area there in Mount Pleasant, Michigan? There's the the official count of the city is about twenty nine thousand, but it's home of Central Michigan University. Okay. Well, I, I you oh, you got a case against these bastards, buddy. Okay. Uh, I definitely am that, going to look at the honorable way, the notice of violation, acceptance and re or the conditional acceptance and the retraction to see which way right. is going to be okay. best going forward. But I am okay. going to contact the gentleman and uh, 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 let him know you, that I do not appreciate being lumped in with racists and anti-Semitic. Absolutely, and you need to ask him that question. Or sovereign, sovereign citizen. Will you, uh, will you write a retraction and correction, or would you rather take the possibility of facing a, a libel suit? Yep. No, I Thank you, guys, and hopefully this helps you guys out going forward, too. Well, I mean, any of these kinds of incidents like this where we can all school up and learn and, and get a little more aware and, and utilize their tactics, because we can take this right back against them, okay? You could probably even, I, I don't know, I'm, this just come to my mind, you could probably even somehow take him, possibly take him to small claims court under 10000 is is this an offense he could take to small claims court, Mark? I believe he could. Yes, there, that might be your. That's another option for you too. Okay. Now, any all right? Okay. Yes, Paul. It definitely makes me aware that I need to get a fee schedule on on file somewhere so that when these people try to uh, do things to me, that there's a fee schedule that's well, out there for them. Might not be a bad idea, Paul. What do you got? Uh, this Department of Public Safety guy, he completely stepped outside his authority. That sounds like it. It sounds like it to so, me. Um, I mean, it's a public document. He, he could do that. Did you did you put your uh, affidavit in the property records office, John, by any chance? I have not yet. Okay. I, well, then sent, this, it, I sent it to the Secretary of right. State of the United States, the Attorney General, and, the Attorney General of the state. Right. The and then the I did the public health and all that. Right. Just right. Let, I've done the ones that you told us to. Okay. IRS. All right. Well, the reason I was asking that, if you had filed it in the property records office, it's a public document. If it's not, it's private communication between you and whoever violated his uh, authority and turned this over with a slanted view and a hit piece to the local newspaper. So he should be contacting he should be contacting um, the paper, the 
pol- pol- chief of police, the um, public health, and seeing well, noticing the AG and Secretary of State. So they all have that information. Well, let's let him talk to the author of the article first and see if he's r- willing to write a retraction and correction. Now, but, I, I uh, don't he's think already he, in danger, Roger. He's already in danger well, with, we, with what they did. Uh, well, that's uh, okay. Well, that's all right. You got to go back and start the process. Try and see if you can get an, a correction or a, uh, a, a in the newspaper first. Okay. If he refuses to do that, then I'd say you take the other steps. I think he needs to go straight Roger. to the editor. Don't don't bother talking to Rick Mills. He's just a he's just a flunky behind a typewriter. The retraction yeah, has to come from the paper. Wonder who the woman was that took the picture and turned it in. Wonder who that was. I'd be interested. I don't know. They got a whole they got a whole SPLC cult up there. There was a female trying to say something a second ago. Yeah, Roger. Yes. Well, I, actually, I think Charlie is before me. So. Okay. Oh. I just wanted to give something else to John, and if you guys glean anything from this, um, they have one duty, okay, and that's to protect our rights and our liberty. So how could they protect our rights and our liberty while they assault us at the same time, while you violate our rights and our liberty? So, so just, just, just think about that one, John. I just wanted to say, I, I think this is an important reminder because people tend to, when they read in the newspaper that someone is a sovereign citizen, that people tend to say, oh, well, they're wrong. When maybe that person didn't call themselves, didn't see themselves as a sovereign citizen, like the young man in Utah that the police shot dead and his mother has a court case against the sheriff in this city of Utah. And when you listen to at least some of the information that's coming out, I'm like, they don't consider themselves sovereign citizen, but the newspaper and whomever else is calling them that. So I think like as, as a group, we need to be careful that just because there's this announcement out there, someone's called themselves a sovereign citizen and look at the trouble that they're in. I, that, Maybe very invalid information, like in this case as well. Well, see, here's where the newspaper writer screwed up. Here's where the newspaper writer screwed up is he put a copy of the affidavit in there. It doesn't say a word about sovereign citizen, that affidavit. It states clearly and plainly that you're a national. And here's what it says in the article. Just weeks ago, city police received a notarized declaration of sovereign citizenship from John C. Sexton said, Paul Luria, director of the Mount Pleasant Department of Public... It didn't say that at all on it. They have here what he said, and it doesn't say nope. that. No. Well, the- when I'm going into court with my friend Jackie, it's so interesting because they, um, they'll they whisper, oh, she's a sovereign citizen. And she'll turn around and say, no, I'm not. I am not a sovereign citizen. Yes, I, I do have sovereignty. I am sovereign, but I'm not a sovereign citizen. So they're automatically labeling people this. And so I just think as a, you know, as a community, we need to double check. Well, for, well, you know, people, Nastasha, 
Nastasha, you when in your absence when your computers were down and stuff, Judy from Georgia got caught speeding in an adjacent county where she she yeah. had not filed all of her stuff. But when she went to the court over there, the bailiff and the judge were doing that same thing. Oh, you're one of those yeah. sovereign citizens. The judge said, "I knew somebody that went to jail for so and so. Might have known Tim Turner. Hell, who knows? I know somebody that went to jail because of that." See how these words are important, folks. Right. Listen, right. you know, just like this JD calling in and uh, wants everything in a soundbite. So give him a soundbite, but give it positive like Theo did. Are you a sovereign citizen? No. I'm a national. That's right. Answer in the positive. Don't try to explain what sovereign means. Just give him the facts. Okay. So interesting situation, John. It, I mean, it gives you put, all kinds of it gives you all kinds of options. Yeah, Go you got to return you got to return the volley. It's just like tennis, okay? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and John, I think it's a super interesting situation though. Uh, gives you a lot of options, buddy. Welcome well, to this on, hey, South Carolina. News. Hey, John, remember when I tell people to have command of the information? This is your trial by fire, my friend. Go ahead. I, under, I understand that. Charlie. God. Okay, Mark, you okay, want to say something? To All right, you've been trying to get in. Now's your time. Come on. Okay, great. I've dealt with this issue before. You have? Uh, and subse- Yes, and subsequent to that, I include a clause in any document that I submit to the Secretary of State and all these different agencies that makes it very clear uh, I'll read it because it's one it's one sentence. The undersigned, a man, a non-enemy and a friend. The undersigned is not a tax protester, a patriot or a sovereign. The undersigned is not a member of a, any sovereign citizen group as the undersigned is not a sovereign citizen or any other adversarial or anti-government stereotypes. The undersigned is not anti-government. The undersigned is pro-self-governance under the authority of the almighty God's divine laws and statute. The undersigned does not, does and will continue all laws of the land that do not conflict with the divine laws of the almighty God. Consequently, the undersigned refutes all contrary presumptions as wrong without authenticated proof and support. Knocks that right out. I I put that right with my affidavit. Okay. Well, that's fine. I would identify myself as a national instead of a man. This is that I'm a living man stuff. And, you know, uh, the people that adhere to no, that. I didn't say living man. I, just said I, I know I you said didn't. I know you didn't. I heard what you read. A man in the capacity of a U.S. national. You, you didn't even identify your status except as a man. Well, okay. that was okay. done up above. Okay. I was just reading that. Okay. That at the end. Okay. Well, um, that was taken care of above in the document. You just wrote a disclaimer. Just a, that's all it is. Disclaimer. Yeah, and, and then in another case, in another case that I'm familiar with, I work with the guy. It was done by a judge. He was in the court, and the judge said by his documentation, "Oh, you're a sovereign citizen." The guy immediately retort, Your Honor, are you defaming my character? Where is your evidence that I am a sovereign citizen? 
He said the judge jumped up, ran out of the courtroom, and that case was unattended for two years. Well, before he was called back. The basic point is you got to so rebut any definite, of, uh, defamation of character. Any of the time, they, any of the time they try and lay, load this on you. That's why you go back and use these specific words. That's why the words and the definitions they've imputed to them and put them in statutes and regulations and using those exact words is the key to this. What are they doing here? They're trying to got they got a peripheral concept. They call it a sovereign citizen. They misidentify it and send everybody over there under some nebulous definition. A national has a specific definition. To my knowledge, I've never seen sovereign citizen in a regulation or a statute anywhere. Yes, who was trying to say something? That's me, Roger. Um, I just got a question. When he put anti-government, you know thing is our government is de facto so if he says that statement anti-government no he's, he's agreeing he followed, with the uh, yeah but he the, fo- he's agreeing with the tyranny he f- followed that degree, right? he followed that by saying he's pro-government and that's how you rebut that argument i'm not anti-government i'm pro-government pro-constitutional government not 14th amendment okay, government okay roger yes samuel hey hi yeah, I'd like to tie this together with with what uh, Daryl had to say. We first, you have to understand this status, then you have to implement it, and then you have to protect it. And going forward, I think the key thing we're missing is our protection in it um, and how we achieve that. One of the things I'm playing with in my mind right now is that we. Um, in our notification letters to the local agencies of our status change, we should put something in there, in my opinion, that puts a little fear of God in them. And one thing that all these agencies are being taught are, are Title 18 and Title 42, and not to cross that line. And I think for us, Title 18, 242 is perfect and an explanation of it so that they realize that that's the kind of lawsuit they're going to get if they start stepping on your toes. Yeah, but 18 is criminal, and we can't bring criminal lawsuits. Why not? We can bring civil lawsuits because the government brings criminal lawsuits. Hey, Roger, are we not the government? As a national, are we not the government? Well, we are, but we're not organized to that extent yet, Samuel. we got to get more people, more organization, and a lot of work to get to that point. I really feel that we need to look into that more. That's what I'm looking for, is is way to put some teeth in our notification letters that there is going to be some retribution for them not realizing our status and what it means. Well, unfortunately, it's going to have to take incidents like Joe's little uh, cop there and going in and taking him to court personal because he stepped outside of his responsibilities and taking a bunch of stuff from him. That's your example. Well, Roger, the other thing I see in the group, especially a lot of the new people, the one thing the new people think, I don't want to do anything, which is wrong. I want to do it as a national I don't want to do it as a citizen 
acting like I'm a national. Well, you know, so the uh, laws we pick and the and the and the path we take, we can't have our our feet in two two different waters here. You can't serve two masters. We have to do our movements as nationals and not as citizens. Okay. Who else has got something here this morning? Yes. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Boris, I recognize your accent. What do you got? I'm sorry, but I still have a job to do. You know, I cannot be a national and don't work. Well, you shouldn't be penalized for being a national to, to have your work. That's well, discrimination. Anti-discrimination laws. They, there's anti-discrimination laws against that. You, they can't. They can't fire you or or do anything to you just because you're a national. Well, I got lucky. My company accompanied me, and they leave me alone. They don't bother me. Okay, we'll see. There you go. All right. Now, when Boris, hey saying, Roger, this is Charlie. Hello, Charlie. I w- I had two things. First of all, if you don't know how to sue in court, don't ever say you're going to take them to court. That's true. And if you don't know how to collect a, f- if you don't know how to collect a fee, don't ever mention that you got a fee schedule. Yep. But what I wanted to share in my cover letter when I send my affidavit to update the administrative record, I state. One, here's an affidavit provided by the United States Public Law 94241, and I actually put it there. Okay. And then I put number two as enacted by the Secretary of State and the policy statement of the United States um, Department of State is attached. So I put the web shot of the policy statement. Then, so I've got I've got the affidavit. I've got the policy statement, and then I include a copy of my passport and write on red copy because I want them to see that I'm holding a passport, that I'm not making a statement that may be construed as some funky thing. I've given them a color copy of the passport that says copy on it, and then in that same sentence it says run the number, A, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. And so I provide those three things, and I say I want all of these put in the administrative record. So I, so now they can't come back and say you're a sovereign citizen because right. you've given the State Department's policy statement. Right. Well, the sheriff, the, lo- the local sheriff could because they're not educated as to that. I think that's a very good thing you're doing. Uh, you, and you say the policy yeah. statement, or are you talking about the certificate of non-citizen nationality where it says yes. all U- U.S. citizens yes. are U.S. nationals? Okay, good. Yes, it's got the whole thing there, and that way they can't do uh, deniable cultability. That's well, a good reminder. You know, Thank you. Because you've given it all to them. I think those are good suggestions, Charlie. And I think that's a good approach. Well, could, you, you took that. You did it on it your side. It absolutely your protects you. Right. Well, it gives you certainly a couple of layers there. Exactly. Yep. Good Can we get that public law again? Yeah, one? that was the one that was passed under Clinton, right, Charlie? Oh, that was the one passed in 1976, March okay. of 1976. Okay. That contains the sentence. Okay, it's public. If you look at the bottom 
of the certificate of non-citizen nationality. Oh, right. Go right to the bottom of that page. It says Section 302 of Public Law 94-241 gives you the ability to write the 20-word affidavit that moves you as a national and not a citizen of the United States. Right. You could also include the statement, and they're all a national owes total allegiance to a small s state. That's very definitive for any legal person that's looking at that. Will know should know anyway what that is. Well, that's why that's why you send the whole screenshot of the certificate of non-citizen nationality because that is the opening sentence of paragraph two as defined by the INA, all U.S. citizens are U.S. nationals. Right. Well, I think that's good work. For for those to interrupt you, Charlie, sorry. I think those are good suggestions. And these are things that if you want to take that sample affidavit in there and modify it to your own personal application, those are things that could very legitimately be put in as a heading. You know, I'm not sure about the whole screenshots and stuff, but just as a heading to the affidavit, you could put a couple of those things in there. I just kept it very simple. Okay. No, I keep the affidavit simple. All right, hold on. Hang on a minute, guys. Hang on, guys. I do not modify the affidavit. I include the certificate of non-citizen nationality as an exhibit. As oh, good, good, showing, even better. Showing what you I do not alter the affidavit. This is sent as an exhibit, okay. validating that the. U.S. Congress passed it in 1976, and the Secretary of State has enacted it through the United States State Department at their passport page certificate of non-citizen nationality. Very good, Charlie. Charlie, where are you? I do not modify the attitude. Where are you? Charlie. Charlie, where where are you in the country, man? Where are you? I mean, I don't know that we've. I'm in a- Virginia. I'm in Virginia. I'm the Southwest Virginia guy. Okay. I'm just showing oh, okay. to Virginia. Okay, gotcha. I placed you now. Okay. Yeah. I think that's very good, man. Yeah. And you came when well, you didn't find us too long ago, did you? Well, actually, um, um, my friend Patrick Temponi in Texas oh. sent me your one-hour program um, that was just an audio that I transcribed because it was so important. And um, I got my, um, I filed mine in December 6th of 2001, and uh, I just now, uh, I listened to a guy on the W8BEN that made another piece of the puzzle fall together. And what I'd like to do Monday is when, when I call in, is talk about the difference between a national and a non-resident alien. Okay. Because they're different. All right. Well, it's and, nice and to me. if you look, I'll give some people the homework. If you look at the certificate of non-citizen nationality, nowhere on that page does it ever reference a non-resident alien. Oh, of course not. And the only reason is because that only applies to the IRS code title twenty six. Exactly, and so but they're not. They're not so, different, though, Charlie. They're not different. They're the same thing. Hang on. Well, at twenty six CFR three hundred one sixty one zero nine, it says a person may establish a different status for the number by by providing proof of status 
And upon acceptance, an individual, upon accepting an individual as a non-resident alien, they will assign that to the Social Security number. And why do I want to go through the IRS? I'm going to go directly to the Secretary of State. Well, that's what that's what happens. And then you put the IRS on notice. Let's go back to 21, exactly. 26 CFR 1.1-1A. There's only two statuses, exactly. Charlie. You're either free or you're a slave. Non-resident alien exactly. is the free person. But you'll never see that used anywhere else except in Title 26. CFR. Not in the statutes. It's not in the statutes. It's in the regulations. Okay? It is is the national. You're non-resident to the residency of the 14th Amendment, and because you're a state citizen, your political status is alien from the federal citizenship. That's how they're using it, and I'll take that one-step proof uh, for you and prove it. If you go back to Treasury Decision 2313, Treasury decision 2313 written off the Brushhaber case. It was brought up in Brushhaber that he was a, a, a national. It was brought up by his attorney in the case, but it wasn't put into the decision. Okay. If you go on the web and read a synopsis of Brushhaber, it'll say that the lawyer brought that up, that he was a state citizen. Okay. And in, if you take every decision by the Supreme Court on any tax issue, the Treasury Department writes a Treasury decision to clarify the tax decision for the tax collectors. This one is 2313. And it starts out, it was signed by Secretary of the, or Treasury Secretary McAdoo. And at the very first sentence is Frank Brushhaber, a citizen of the state of New York, and a non-resident alien. They're not different. Hey, Roger. Okay, yes. Raj, I got to get in here. I got to. Um, To add on to what Charlie was saying or to point out what Charlie was saying, it is important. If you are going to cite a document, if you are going to refer to a document you have to print and include that document as an exhibit because every single time we get into this a little deeper and a little further and a little bit more fine-tuned they go in and rewrite the thing okay so if you're simply referring to something as uh, as a statement that was made well no they edited that and there's no evidence of that. And, so and print out a copy of it. Uh, let me ask you also. Included as an exhibit. As an exhibit, are, are you putting, are you notarizing the incorporation of the exhibit into the affidavit or into the cover letter? I'm just doing it in the cover letter. Okay. Well, uh, to be more technically correct and get it attached, you might want to put at the bottom of your affidavit, Exhibit A, Exhibit B, Exhibit C, incorporate, attach to this, this language, attach to and incorporated by reference. What about the That's phrase? What and, um, what about the phrase? Um, and included attachments. I mean, I don't, you're not going to get any feedback from these people. If we were going to get any feedback, we'd have gotten some in 12 years. 
negative, and we've never gotten that. But I understand what you're doing. Okay. Now, two or three other people want to say something. We're running out of time. Roger. Quick, Bob. Roger. Yeah, I've been away a time or two during this discussion, but the general tenor seems to be one of great concern and how dare they and this and that, and that's all valid, but let's look at this as a gift, and I'm saying this particularly to John. This is a chance to give this erroneous reporter, this is a chance to give him a scoop. Do you want to know what's really going on, dude? I got it. We got it. Hand him a plum. Don't hand him a pile of poop. You know, just just no matter how you look at it. I'm afraid. This is a gift. I'm afraid. Right. I'm afraid. Uh, I, my prediction would be that would be rebutted, uh, rebuffed, and because of the group he hangs out with. I got it. But I got uh, it. but I don't. I don't. I, I don't Let's negate go. what you're saying. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Let's not look at it as a confrontation. Let's look at it as an opportunity. Yep. Yep. Let's make chicken soup out of chicken poop, as my mother would say. Who's 95 today, by the way? Okay. Who else has got something here for the end Happy of the show? Birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, I'm going to go wish her happy birthday as soon as we get off here. So who else has got something to add to this spirited discussion today? Nasera. What's going on? Well, Roger. What's going on, Nasera? <laughs> Roger. Yes. What's your mom's name? Dot. Dorothy. Dorothy, happy birthday. Yeah. Please share this she's with a, her. She's a hell of a gal. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here and wouldn't be the person I am. So uh, I got a lot to That's what I was going to say, about Roger. God bless your mom yeah, for bringing a, you to us. Well, yeah, and John and Glenn. <laughs> I'm sure at times in my life she wouldn't have thanked her. She wouldn't have accepted that. <laughs> uh, by, the, like, by the way, my straw man's dating to Sarah. <laughs> Uh, uh, I, I, I'm sure I could come up with a good line on that, Mark, and I'm going to lay it lie. Uh, Roger? Yes. Could you recap on the best way to put an addendum on the affidavit? You just at the bottom of the affidavit, you put exhibit A, exhibit B, exhibit, and you t- title those that, and then you this phrase, attached to and incorporated by reference. That's two and a quarter. Okay. It's one of those little legal turns, isn't it, Mark? Yes, and it's. I love that, Roger. I'm glad you added that. So, uh, well, listen, folks, tomorrow's Friday, and that means, of course, Mr. Brent winners. There's no telling. We may do a continuation of uh, the tax show we did last week. I'll just let it depend on what Brent wants to do. And uh, we will act and react accordingly. John, thanks for that. Charlie, thanks for that. Good discussion today. And we will pick it up in 22 hours. And these days, there ain't no telling what the hell's going to happen between now and when we reconvene here. It's true. Lay your body down. Bye.